Before we begin, I'm happy to announce the release of my newest book, Conscious Conduit, A Dowser's Guide to the Business of Ascension. This book is a new addition to my first book released in 2018. In this revised and expanded edition, I go into more detail about how you can use dowsing to expand your own consciousness, improve your life, and how to turn your dowsing hobby into a thriving business. The book is available in print or ebook form and retails for only $9.99. I'll be bringing copies with me whenever I make personal appearances, but you can get your own copy today at Amazon.com. And now, for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Walt Thiessen. Now, Walt Thiessen is the host of the podcast LOA Today. LOA Today has been around for 10 years, and he just celebrated his 18th hundredth episode. Uh, LOA Today broadcasts five days a week, and you can find it on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And uh, I was actually a co-host on LOA Today back in the day. This was, a, this was a few years back. And so I thought it would be fun to bring Walt on to uh, talk about LOA Today and uh, how to fit in with our theme of uh, living in a, in a high vibration life. So Walt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. I, I'm actually high vibe just being here, especially with that, that introduction. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. But, well, you also left something out because oh. you and I did a show before LOA Today. We did we did a, a Freedom News Hour years and years ago. So we got like a background oh, doing yeah. this podcast, online radio type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, uh, the, yeah, the, the Freedom News Hour. My goodness. No, that, that was, was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was eight, no, five. No, that, that, that's like. 12 years something like that yeah that was a yeah. long time ago it was <laughs> that was back when i was you know all into uh, history and, and economics and right now we're yeah. into vibrational stuff it's just great so let's talk a little bit about loa today so yeah. what, what is loa today all about and uh, how does it uh, help raise people's vibration well i'll tell you how it raised my vibration because that's what got it started and in order to tell that story, I have to go back to even before we did uh, Freedom News Hour, I have to go back to just before the financial crisis. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, in fact, I'll even go back to the turn of the millennium because that was around the time when I decided to go full-time self-employed. And at that point, I had a business in uh, selling something that is no longer needed, but it, uh, it was long-distance services. That was at a time when long-distance services were metered. So um, anybody who could get a discount on that would be very happy. And I, was, I, I had a nice thing going there. Um, that crashed and burned when MCI basically went bankrupt and, and killed all of my contracts. So that was not a happy time. But I had just quit my job and now I had to do something with it. So I said, what am I going to do now? So I decided I was going to become a web designer, web developer. 
and started getting that going and ended up working with um, basically with very small nonprofit organizations, so little ones that you've never heard of, you know, town based, you know, around the country. And then we're creeping up on 2007, 2008. Of course, that, that radio show I mentioned, you and I talked about financial policy, monetary policy. And a lot of my experience came out of that era because I was like you, I was one of the few who could see that crisis was coming. The problem was I had no means to do anything about it. I couldn't sell the market short or anything. I had nothing to invest because, because my businesses had, had suffered be, because of what happened with MCI. And, and I was just struggling to get the thing going with the developer, with the um, nonprofits. And I could tell, you know, once a financial crisis hits, those nonprofits were all going to go belly up. My business was going to go up in smoke. It was like watching a slow motion train wreck, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. It was frustrating. And on top of that, my wife was also in business. She had, she had a gardening business. Nobody pays for gardening in a financial crisis either. Right. So we literally watched as our businesses went poof and our income disappeared entirely. And of course, in the middle of a financial crisis, especially where we were living, there are no jobs available. So the savings was going out the window fast. We were going deep into debt. And by the time 2012 comes around, we we're deep, deep in debt absolutely beside ourselves. What the hell are we going to do to climb out of this? It, it, it was a miserable, miserable situation. And the only thing I could think of, is I had seen The Secret, the movie, The Secret, which kind of introduced the world to this concept of the law of attraction. Now, before The Secret came out, I would have been pretty skeptical about the whole thing. By the time the 2008 financial crisis happened, I was willing to listen to anything because I couldn't figure out what the heck to do. And by the time 2012 comes around, I'm so frightened and so unsure about how to, you know, because I had done everything that I'd, I'd been told to do. I'd been, I had done exactly what I had been taught from a very young age. Here's how you succeed in life. And it wasn't working. And I didn't know why it wasn't working. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. So I needed to understand, well, when you're deep in debt, you can't afford to hire a coach. You can't hire, you can't bring in a mentor. You can't join a, uh, you know, one of these, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, retreats or whatever yeah yeah well any of those things right uh you, you can't do those because you can't afford them i could i couldn't even afford to buy a self-help book i mean it was that bad hmm. so i said well podcasting is becoming a thing i know what i'll do i'll start a podcast i'll bring on experts who know this stuff and they can teach me for free yeah <laughs> and that's that's the impetus that got loa today started and then the, the thing that surprised me I kind of should have known this because of the show you and I had done before that. But what surprised me is how much I love doing it. So the first few years were about me you know, resolving my issues and getting coached free by people who are expert at it. And then after we'd covered you know, the first 400 episodes or whatever, well, okay, we've covered law of attraction pretty good at this point. What do we do next? I wanted to keep going. I didn't want to stop. In fact, I wanted to expand it. So the story of LOA today is it was all about self-help for Walt Thiessen. And then along the way, oh, my God, there are some listeners here. In fact, there are a lot. Of, where did they come from? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it happened. And it's still going strong. It's still going strong. Yeah. In fact, I just finished recording an episode before I came on here. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because. When we were doing Freedom News Hour, yeah. uh, even though I, I enjoyed doing that show with you, mm -hmm. it was a bit of a downer in the it sense was. that, yeah, because what we were talking about was um, down. It was just, it, it was, it was dark stuff <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't exactly optimistic. And no. So, 
and then you know after we were done that show and and after i left that show and then you know then you i heard you doing this LOA today and then i'd say hey you well, maybe i can be a co-host on this because i was doing this new thing and this new thing was the akashic dowsing with the spiritual response therapy right like, oh wait a second this this looks like a good fit I, I was kind of surprised here we were two guys who had been talking mainstream economics and now we're both doing woo woo like how did that happen <laughs> it was rather <laughs> interesting yeah and then and we did that for you know like for about about a year we did that yeah you ran the show for about a year for about a year and uh we had some really great episodes in there Mm -hmm. in fact some of them are still linked on my website uh in my in the media section because some of those episodes were actually really really good they were yeah and then um and then you know about a year a little more than a year ago about a year and a half ago now then i just thought hey you know why don't i do my own podcast there you go i love it and do this this high vibes thing and i love the topic you know and at first i was like all right oh how am i i'm gonna do this a little bit differently because you record your episodes live to tape and i want to do you know a little more of a polished product and uh you know and and to each his own it's it's all it's all up to their uh you know your personal taste and well you got to be true to yourself that's what you were which is the best thing right exactly yeah and and figuring out what is true to yourself as a podcast host mm. is is challenging because uh, in yeah out of the gate right 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 out of the gate because yeah. you know when you first started LOA today you were thinking okay I want to get these these experts these you know these certified LOA coaches to come and teach me <laughs> <laughs> you know live on tape uh, the, the the principles of of um, of law of attraction and uh and and some of these guys i still follow some of these guys uh like uh joel uh oh yeah uh joel elston elston he, mm-hmm. he's is he still on your show he's not no um no. what i had to i made a scheduling change a few years back and it didn't match his schedule at all. that guy is just incredibly busy oh my goodness he, he, I, he has I still absolute... follow him on on facebook so it, uh, yeah yeah he has an absolutely chock full uh, coaching practice yeah. um, and, and he used to be a therapist before that so i mean just well yeah this yeah. guy's in demand and uh d'souza uh he uh joe d'souza louis 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 still on he he's, yeah. he he's actually i think he's the longest going co-host right now out of wow. all of them yeah yeah but i mean these are people who are really really strong experts in their field and and yeah. actually uh, uh linda armstrong who i interviewed in last week's broadcast yeah was also a co-host on for about three years yeah yeah i love the title of the show high vibe yeah because ultimately that's what loa today is about also in fact i don't know if you you probably knew this i've really emphasized it since you've left i know but i can't remember how much i emphasized it while you're on the show i subtitle it your daily dose of happy yes yes you do okay and it has become it, well, it's like anything else with the law of attraction. The more you focus on something, the more you get of it. And so by making that a subtitle, it has actually taken on a life of its own in terms of keeping the show high vibe. Right. So when you're talking about doing your podcast on the topic of high vibe, I think, yeah, that's exactly where I am with mine too. And, and how appropriate that is. So let's talk a little bit about law of attraction because maybe okay. some of the people listening to this podcast don't know what law of attraction is. Are there people like that these days? I don't know. I, I'm assuming they, 
you know, when I sit down with a client sometimes and I'm doing my my Akashic dowsing and whatever, and I ask them, you know, we, we get to a, a chart that is like heavy into um, law, of, law of attraction or, mm -hmm. you know, and I ask them, okay, have you ever heard of laws, law of attraction, Abraham Hicks and whatever? And they're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Or But, mm -hmm. but a lot of times I'm like, nope, never heard of it. And I'm like, really? Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Or, or, or even like Reiki. And like, have you heard of Reiki? No, really? I've never heard of Reiki. I was like, oh my God, that's like like the gateway drug into yeah, yeah. the world of energy healing. It's... Right. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, so that's education. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so um as a just as a quick little primer, uh law of why did you gravitate to law of attraction as opposed to some other philosophy? I think I I liked what I saw in the movie The Secret. Mm -hmm. And if you if you haven't seen the movie The Secret, see it. Um, most often the version you're going to find is the second best version. It's a great version. If you can find the one that has Esther Hicks in it, it's very hard to get. Watch that one instead. It's, it's actually slightly better, but either one is really, really good. And what, what they were talking about in the secret was the law of attraction. And I recognized it as being about positive thinking. That was my first impression of it. And I already had some background with positive thinking. I, I, I was one of the few who, no, I'm going to really date myself here. I was one of the few who actually had Tony Robbins cassette collections from the 1980s. Me too. <laughs> you I, had, did too. I, had, okay. I had the Tony Robbins. Yes, yes. Um, I, I remember reading uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Read and I also too, remember yeah. thinking, I don't understand this. It didn't make any sense to me. I said, this sounds like a bunch of rubbish to me. How could this possibly be? But it was it was so popular and so many people had bought it. I figured, well, there's got to be something to it. What am I missing? And, and oh, there was a part in the book, by the way, that really pissed me off. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it was a section of the book that says, if you know what it is we're talking about, we don't have to explain it to you. That, that that's a paraphrase that's not the exact yeah, yeah. exact wording but that was the, the essence of it and my reaction was no you can't do that you gotta explain it to me i don't get this right <laughs> so that kind of summarized where i was at when the secret came out and i saw the secret and i recognized these are a lot of the same topics that i've heard before that i've heard explanations on i, I was actually part of a, a sort of an amway type organization for a while that that taught a lot of the same kind of stuff. I I actually worked, you know who W. Clement Stone is? I actually worked for W. Clement Stone's original company for a short time. Oh, so wow. I got it there as well. But it never totally fit for me. And when I watched The Secret, I realized it still doesn't quite fit for me. I don't quite get it. But I'd had enough exposure to it that I said, I think there's something here. Mm -hmm. I just need to understand what it is and how it works. I need, and really what I needed is I needed to find a way to believe it. That's really what it amounted to. So in terms of what law of attraction is, there are lots of ways to define it. The easiest way I like to think about it is this. What do you give the, the majority of your attention to on a daily basis? You see, people usually explain thought, law of attraction in terms of, well, I want to attract a house or a perfect mate or you know the right job or a million dollars or something like that. That to me is the confusing way to understand it. To me, the easier way to understand it is where do you give your attention throughout your day? Because we we are very habitual people. We we our thought processes are are so similar from one day to the next. 95% of the things we think about today are the same things we're going to be thinking about tomorrow okay. and giving our attention to. And and what do we give our attention to? We give our attention to what goes on out in the real world, right? 
you know, the people we interact with, our jobs and our families and you know, our friends and what we see on television and what the latest politicians said and what happened over in Europe. And um, that's what we give our attention to. So now the next question becomes, and this is the most important one, how do you feel about those things that you give your attention to? Because if you really are going to be honest with yourself, you're going to find that, well, actually this, they've done studies, so that's where I can get the number from. 80% of the stuff you pay attention to is stuff that you don't like. It's kind of scary when you think about that. You're giving 80% of your attention to stuff that you don't like. Well, let me tell you, it gets even more scary when you understand and realize how the law of attraction works, because what the law of attraction says is when you give your attention to stuff on a predominant basis, you're going to get more of it. Now, I don't mean to scare people, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But it was a real, I, once I finally grasped that, then law of attraction made sense to me and it scared the shit out of me. Because then I realized, oh my God, how am I going to control all those thoughts? And and actually what I discover when I do my Akashic dowsing with people is we are paying attention to, we're, we're bringing into your attention, into your conscious awareness, the subconscious thoughts mm. that are generating those present moments. Right. That present, where where am I? Because people want to know, where am I in my present moment? And, you know, I mean, you've experienced the charts before. You're like, mm -hmm. they're not positive. They they are No, they scared, like, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but they're designed to show you your shadow. Mm. Because a lot of people like to ignore their shadows. Mm -hmm. And they'll allow their subconscious to keep paying attention, that 80% of all the things that bring them down, bring their vibration down. Yeah, yeah. And not really understand the the um, the genesis of it, and right. where did it come from? What am I? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And really metacognate that and say, wait a second, if I don't know why I'm paying attention to the news all the time, I don't know why I get so uh, scared when it comes to money and whatever. I need to know why. So that way I can change it because I can't change mm -hmm. it if I don't know why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about my the the charts and the Akashic dowsing in general. It gives you, okay, well, this is why you're thinking about it. Now you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to change it. Yeah. Because now you can actually take that and say, all right, I'm going to say, all right, well, that's not me. I'm going to say, because I am a being of light and love. I am going to take that and put it over here. Mm -hmm. And that is not me. That is just something that I've constructed in this 3D reality that mm. that that I think defines my existence, but it doesn't. Because what's really my real reality is I am a being of light and love, and I can choose my reality, whatever I want it to be. I can change my present moment and that changes my future and it changes my past too so i can change my whole life story by simply changing my mind right now about what i think it, what i'm paying attention to when you and, understand it that way it gives you an entirely different take on the old cliche that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience absolutely absolutely right yeah, because all of a sudden that has new meaning 
in, in ways that the, the first time you heard it, it's like, well, well, yeah, of course we are. We're having a physical experience. Yeah. Okay. I kind of buy into the idea that we're spiritual. Yeah. So of course now like, Oh, this has, this has teeth. This is, yeah. this is, this, we're, we're not playing in, in the sandbox anymore. We're, we're playing with live ammo here. Absolutely. And, and there, um, I, before the show, I showed you some of the new protocols that I used yeah, that, yeah, interesting. that my wife and I came up with. And yeah. what I think was really cool about that, the, the charts were created through a channeling experience. We would use our pendulum and, and just we're trying to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And then we, we experiment with them. They, they, oh, my gosh, these work really well. And then we ask the, then somebody asks us the question, well, why do they work so well? And so we're okay. All right. So then Nina breaks out the books mm. and she's like, oh, they work because these incorporate biogeometry. They incorporate uh, the visible light spectrum then and radionics. And oh yeah, it works. It works because of that. And it wasn't that we were thinking about that when we created them, we were just sure. simply channeling our high self at that point. Mm. But then we realize that there is not just a little bit of scientific research that backs them up. There's a ton of scientific research that backs it up. And that's the same as true as LOA today, because LOA, I mean, LOA, uh, law of attraction is a downloaded communication from the entity Abraham through yeah. Esther Hicks. And it's not like she was an expert in self-help, all that stuff. She was part. actually freaked out. Yeah early on that that's that this is going on she, it just terrified her because she was brought up in a baptist household mm-hmm. which was which taught about heaven and hell and you know you're going to hell if you if you engage in witchcraft and all this other kind of stuff and she's like oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna start channeling are you kidding i'm gonna i'm gonna burn forever in hell mm-hmm. <laughs> so she didn't want to go there at all yeah and so but the, then the things that she was saying resonated yeah and resonated so much that people were like whoa this is something we need to be paying attention to this yes and then there there were other people more scientifically minded people out there like okay all right this all makes sense but we need to actually test this stuff Mm -hmm. and it tested out yeah and continues to and continues to test out and so it's so we it really is true that mm-hmm. the more you pay attention to the more you concentrate on what you want as opposed to what you don't want and the universe conspires to make it happen and if you decide to do it the other way around by default where you focus all your attention on what you don't want get ready yeah that's it's exactly coming. what you'll get yeah yeah and people wonder why they are miserable all the time mm. Or they wonder why they are just battling illness after illness, mm-hmm. or why oh um, I have cancer now oh my gosh that's you know it's the end of the world and whatever. Well, you attracted that into your being, and that's a hard concept. Let's mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. That that's certainly at odds with what we're normally taught. But even more than that, I, I've heard you probably have heard this too. I've heard on more more than one occasion people criticizing the whole law of attraction teaching saying you're blaming people for getting sick you're blaming people for what's coming into their lives and, and it's understandable where that comes from it's very understandable the the person who's saying it doesn't realize they're actually uttering a mistruth 
mm-hmm. because there's actually no blame involved. Right. But nevertheless, it's it's easy to see how you could very quickly go to blame on something like that. And so that's what people do. In fact, we live in a society where blame and shame, despite what the politically correct would want us to think, is part of our daily vocabulary. Yes. It's just built in. Yes. And, and the, probably the biggest part, the biggest challenge of learning something like law of attraction is being willing to leave the morality out of it because it's so it, it's so tempting. And, and that's and that's that comes up in the Akashic dowsing too. You mm. have to let go of whatever moral compass you came into the room yeah. with. Yeah. Because you're going to be shown things that are going to trigger you. And it's happen. It, yeah. All every single time you mm-hmm. people sit down and they're like, oh, it, it's a lot of fun when I'm at these uh these events and I have a booth and people sit down and they sure. think they're getting you know, uh, a reading that's going to be entertaining. And I tell them right off the bat, like, if, if you're here for being entertained, you're not, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm right, going to right. show you your shadow and it's going to hurt. Mm. <laughs> but the good news is, yes, it may hurt in the short term. But once we rip that Band-Aid off, you'll rediscover that you've got some real healing opportunity here. Are, are you familiar with, are you familiar with the uh, Apple TV show, Ted Lasso? No, there's a really great cliche that comes out of Ted Lasso. It goes like this. The truth will set you free, but first it's going to piss you off. That pretty much summarizes it, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it does. It pisses you off. Like you said, you got all this shadow going on there and it really pisses you off. And then there's the other thing, too, that when people get into this work, sometimes they think, oh, okay, I'm just going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to do law of attraction. I'm going to think more positively i'm going to reframe my thinking and then everything's going to be great <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise no, no that's that's not how it works not the way it works no no because it, it, it there's layers of it mm-hmm. layers of the onion you know you once you've licked one aspect of your shadow there's about 10 other things there that you need to be facing i'm it i've been doing that, that's the work. overwhelming part when i mentioned yeah. earlier that when i realized that 80 percent of my thoughts were negative i was terrified because mm-hmm. I said, I don't know how to control all that. Yeah. How do how do you control? I mean, we're told we have like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. I'm supposed to spend my day focusing on which thoughts I'm having. Forget it. That ain't going to happen. How do you, how can you possibly even live through a day doing that? It, it really scared the crap out of me. What I learned, and I learned this largely from doing my show and having some wonderful guests on, what I learned over time is it's not about being afraid of the shadow. In fact, if you can leave, we talked about the morality, if you can leave the moral piece off and literally just leave that one behind, a funny thing happens when you start studying the shadow. And this is going to sound really, really, this is going to sound more woo than anything that you've ever heard before if you're not familiar with law of attraction. The funny thing that happens is you find a way to love your shadow. That's mind-blowing. It's also the truth. (laughs) Because the more you kind of try and hide from it, the more it's going to show up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this work for like 20 years, and I'm still shocked at mm. the amount of work I still need to do. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, back in the day, you were you did a uh, a series of uh, LOA Today podcasts when you were doing um, Illusions by Richard Bach. Oh, love that book. Yes. And my, one of my favorite lines is, you didn't. You know, 
uh, how do you know when you're done your work? And if you're still breathing, you still got work to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I want to I want to publicly acknowledge the the chart that I still use in my repertoire that you developed. <laughs> I love and it. I, and it was actually my first experience in using a quote unquote homemade chart. Okay. Based off of a based off of LOA today, and it was the Abraham Hicks emotional scale, which I can't take credit for. That actually is Abraham. Hicks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't take credit for it either. Yeah, it's, you yeah. know, it's Abraham Hicks. Because you know, yeah. some people ask me, you know, hey, can I, you know, can you give me that chart and can you train on it? I was like, mm. I can't really train you on it. It's not mine. It's somebody <laughs> else's. If you if you want to learn how to use the Abraham Hicks emotional scale, buy the book. Asking it is given. Asking is given. Mm -hmm read the book, make your chart <laughs> and use it. Yeah. Because everything you need to know is in that book. It is. So that'll give you the background that you need to use that. And I use it in my Akashic Dowsing because when I'm uh, doing a reading on somebody, I let my pendulum choose which protocol we go to. I don't uh -huh, like have okay. a set protocol like, okay, mm -hmm. we're going to do time temple first, and then we're going to do SRT next and whatever. Mm -hmm. What I do is I say, I allow the uh, the client to choose their specific focus. What do they want to focus on the career, whatever? And I, and I tell them, give me the most specific question you can possibly give me. Mm. Because the more specific the question, the more specific the answer is going to yeah, be. Yeah, sure. It's uncanny yeah. every single time. But most people are like, I just want to work on being, you know, a more enlightened being. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, all right. The, ask a vague question or you're going to get a vague answer. This but that's fine. Well, if that's it's a reasonable goal. Are, yeah, yeah, that's fine. If that's where you are, that's yep. fine. That's fine. There's mm -hmm. no, there's nothing wrong with that. But it always excites me when somebody comes with to me with a real specific question. Mm -hmm. um, and then I say, it's like, okay, now that we've got our specific focus, pendulum, just take us where we need to go. And yeah. when it goes to the Abraham Hicks emotional scale, what mm -hmm. it's reading is where am I right now in my emotion okay. in terms of what, how am I manifesting? Mm -hmm. Because usually the specific focus is somewhere around the line of uh, why I why can't my career move in the direction I want right, to right. move into? Why am I not in the relationship that I want to yep. be in or whatever? And yep. so the emotion scale comes up and it comes up somewhere along that emotion scale. It's 26 emotion, you know, emotions within that motion scale. Mm. And wherever it lies, that is where you're manifesting. Yeah. So I call it your predominant vibration. Yeah, your predominant vibration. That is where yeah. you are vibrating. And if you're vibrating on the upper scale of that, that may be part of the problem where you're bringing in th uh, things that you want that are not what your specific focus is. <laughs> or it could, it's on the upper scale, but it's not all the way up. And you're kind of content or you're kind of optimistic mm -hmm. and you're not willing to do you, things are going good for you to the point where you're not willing to put in the work to yeah. bring yourself up even higher. And then you get the other ones that are on the other side of the scale where, okay, well, it, it's no, there's no wonder here why you're always attracting things that are not working out for you because right. you're down in doubt, you're down in fear, you're down in depression. Mm -hmm. you're, you're only bringing in those things 
that frighten you and that's what's manifesting in your life right yeah that's exactly right and i like that uh the, the thing that goes along with that for me now uh because when you're first exposed to that concept and you just explained it beautifully um it, it, it becomes something that you kind of want to, well, I want to avoid all that dark area down there. I want to be up in that high vibe space, which is perfectly natural. And there's nothing wrong with the desire at all. It's a, it's a perfectly legitimate and good desire, but it also kind of skips an important piece, mm-hmm. which we were kind of alluding to earlier. The piece that there's so much more value about being in the down area with the intention of moving back up to the up area. Right. Because we live in a world of polarity. We live in a contrast world. We came, this was one of the hardest concepts for me. We came into this world knowing what we were coming into. My favorite way of responding to that is, what the hell was I thinking? But literally, that's what we did. We came into this world to experience this stuff. And the reason we do that is because we learn so much more from the dark than we do from the light. As long as we are finding that dark and moving up to the light, with that information that's that's what the real meaning of enlightened is the enlightened person is the person who went into the dark and took that information up into the light yeah because if you start out in the light you don't learn anything no um there was a great book called um uh, the history of god um and it was (laughs) is that a contradiction in terms oh yeah well it was it was was a channeled work (laughs) Uh, in it, it was describing this person's conversation with the creator. Mm. And it, it was saying that, well, when I f- we first created the physical world, the beings we put onto it, the humans that we put onto it, were in all enlightened beings. Mm. They were all already high, high up on that emotional scale. And they, yeah. they knew they were and they had all of the knowledge of the universe already. They mm-hmm. had all the knowledge of time and space. And the, but the problem was they didn't want to stick around. The minute that going got tough, what it, whatever it would rain, they'd be like, ah, I'm out of here. Then they'd kill mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. because they knew that this physical realm was dirty and it was, it had mucky. stuff. Yeah. Mucky and icky. And they're like, well, I know there's a better way already. I can just make myself into a non-physical being again because this this is crap. I don't know. I'm not going to stick around for this. And then and then the the creator was like, "Okay, what we need to do now is we need to give them all amnesia." <laughs> so, you know what they call the forgetting. Yeah. And so, now they're all in physical bodies and they now forgotten what it's like to be high frequency, high density beings, angelic beings. Now they believe that this physical life is all there is. Hmm. And now they've got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. They have to spend their entire lifetimes learning how to live in that muck and filth and knowing and and having the faith and this the idea because they're still connected to the creator we're all still create because we're all connected to each other mm-hmm. you're still connected yeah now you have to find a way to reestablish that connection and realize that wait a second this physical world i can change this physical world to do exactly my bidding 
depending on where my emotions are, which is, you know, the essence of, of, of law of attraction. If you mm -hmm. can do that, if yeah. you can raise your vibration to such a level where you are creating this ideal life for yourself, because you have faced your shadow, you've cleared your shadow, you've, you, and the thing is, you're never done. That's, you know, you, there's no, no, there's no end to that, but you find almost immediately once you start doing that, it starts, you know, click, click, clicks in a place. Oh, wait a second. I don't need a million dollars to be happy because I'm happy now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like what uh, Neville Goddard was talking about too, in, in his works too. It's like, if you're happy now then you will be happy in the future too because you're happy now you're you're it's all about your now <laughs> in fact uh it, when you really get into the work of say somebody like Eckhart Tolle right. he makes the point there really isn't anything else there's only now there's no other options <laughs> it's there, not like it, there's yeah. a menu here that you're choosing from it's just now that's it and the only reason that we have a, a then and a future is because we create that in our in our memories Right for the for the for the past and in our imaginations for the future, right. But right. even when we're doing that, we're still only doing it now. Right, right. And <laughs> and actually, I've done a lot of research on uh, even like past lives and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and some people get stuck on the idea of past lives are in the past. And they're like, no, they're in the present. Mm. You are living those past lives. Those other I I don't even call them past lives anymore. I call them other consciousness expressions mm -hmm. you are living those mm -hmm. other consciousness expressions right now because there is no time mm -hmm. because all we have is the present moment and so the protocol i developed with the past life thing or the other consciousness expression is you receive a gift from that other consciousness expression who has information that you need in order to get over whatever you're getting over in that moment but you have to give a gift in return because whatever they're going through you have something to give them mm -hmm. and it's and and the thing is because your help so you've changed their path and they've changed your path and that's how you can change the past and change the present and change the future it's it's a interesting thing because i i hear what you're saying i totally get what you're saying but i'm also thinking in terms of somebody who's new to this who hasn't explored this before and they're thinking to themselves what i used to think which is no Time is real. Here's how I know. One, two, three, yeah. four. Those are seconds. That's real. <laughs> yes. I, I, I gave this talk over at the uh, the American Society of Dazzlers National Convention when I was talking about this very subject. And somebody raised their hand and asked, well, what about the butterfly effect? When you're, <laughs> when you're going back in time and changing somebody's future mm. aren't you changing all of time and space and my response was bring it on <laughs> i love it yes because if you are raising the vibration of the past you're also bringing up the vibration of the present mm. and you're bringing up the vibration of the future yeah. wouldn't it be great if we had a entire history of humanity that was on a high vibration and then we know at that point the creator has done his job and then we can we can move on to the next vibration. And the thing that I like to think about here is because there seems to be um, a contradiction in what we're saying here. The contradiction that seems to exist is, well, um, we were high vibe beings, then the creator 
uh, said, well, we can't let you be high vibe all the time. Otherwise you can't have the human experience. So we got to make you forget all of that stuff. And now the goal is to be high vibe. Well, wait a minute, make up your mind. Which do you want? <laughs> is it going to be high vibe or is it not going to be high vibe? And, and it, it is, I mean, it, the, where the logical mind goes with this stuff is just amazing. Yeah. It, it's a very understandable place to end up wanting to go. Then, and that's where the challenge of the concept of now really comes into it. Because like I was saying before, one, two, three, those are seconds, right? Except that when I said one, that was now. And when I said two, that was now. And when I said three, well, that was, I, I, I couldn't say one in the past. I couldn't say two in the future. There's no right. way to do that. And so all of a sudden you're, you're, you're losing your, your grip on reality. Like, well, wait a minute, you know, reality is just being pulled out from under my feet right now. I can't handle that. That's, I am structured to think in terms of time because that's the way our world is organized. It's, there's got to be time going on there. So you, you know what I did for myself in order to kind of get past that block? I looked at quantum mechanics, quantum physics. And in quantum physics, this is very well known, there is a phenomenon where if you have an observer who's looking at a particular experiment with an electron, if he's looking at the experiment and observing it, the electron will go in one place. If he's not looking, it'll go to another place. Well, what happened? The only thing that happened, it it was observed. It was observed. Observing the thing changed where the electron went. Right. And that that basic reality that science has finally come to grips with over the last hundred years upset all of the rest of it. It upended the entire previous thousand years of scientific history because that shouldn't be able to happen. Right. It should be just all objective. It should be its own little you know, clock mechanism that just works on its own. But now all of a sudden an observer interferes with it. Well, you start, you know, multiplying that out. Well, there are a lot of observers around here. All these observers are, oh my God, this is chaos. (laughs) This is like, oh, the the whole thing is just completely out of whack at this point. That's when I finally grasped. That's how you can have something crazy like time seeming to exist and not existing because you got observers who are affecting reality all over the place. Right. And that's just the human observers. What I've come to finally realize over the last few years is what, what that, that the continuum that we're all part of that you were describing earlier, often called source energy. That's my way of describing it. That source energy is in everything. Yeah. That's part of, again, that's the Einsteinian theory. It, I mean, literally there is this, I, I forget how he described it. There is an energy that pervades the universe. Consciousness well, that pervades it's, the universe. It's, it's, it's a consciousness. That's right. That's what he called it. And, and that consciousness is what we call source energy. Well, that means source energy is in everything. It's in this microphone. It's in this cup of water. It's in that insect over there. It's in that star over there. It's in that empty space over there out in outer space. It is everywhere. Right. And if all of that is conscious, that means all of it is observing, which means it's all observation everywhere everything is observation as far as the eye can see as far as you can imagine it's all observation and when you realize that and you say well shoot anything's possible now (laughs) okay all right and we're a little bit long here aren't we we are a bit long but that's fine (laughs) i'm 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 so enjoying this okay so 
if people want to get their daily dose of happy, how can they find you? Oh my God. Go to your favorite podcast program. I don't care what it is, Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't care what you use. Just search within it for LOA today. You'll find it. It pops right up. So easy to find. Well, I mean, you've been around long enough. You're, you're, <laughs> you've tricked the algorithm. I'll tell you what, and I'm sure this is happening for your show too. After a point, all of a sudden, all the little ones find it too. <laughs> they just kind of like plug it in. <laughs> We're not quite up at that point yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> I'll tell you, do some search. Around. I'll bet you you're in some ones that you don't even know that you're in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know. It does. It, um, the other day, I found that we were on Audible, and I did, was like, "Wow, yeah." I, I had no idea that I was on Audible until yeah. somebody found it and said, "Hey, look, you're on Audible." I'm like, like oh, cool. holy I'm crap, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, thank you so much, Walt. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I loved it, Bill, as usual. And, uh, and thank you, everyone listening here, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G., please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.